Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I talk to the most hated tag team on the internet. That's right. Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Also, we talk to my new best friend. That's right. The band has been lifted. Cody Rhodes. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You seem to be going after anybody and everybody uh, these days on social media, Matt. I think you're utilizing it very, very well. I think you are doing probably a better job than just about anybody else I've seen of using your, your Twitter machine to, you know, to put the spotlight on yourself. Um, you know, when you, when you come out of the world of the WWE, there's always this fear factor. Like, how does it feel for you to just be so free of all these restraints? Uh, you know, bully, I'm the internet champion, you know? So, so 10 years ago, I started this YouTube show because I didn't like my spot on the card. I didn't like where I was in the company and I wanted to do something about it. And now 10 years later, I want to do something about it. You know, nobody's been counted out more times in this business, whether it be by promoters or the fans than me. And I keep coming back because I am not done. Uh, I want to be a top star in this business and I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop. So whether it's, you know, having kick-ass matches in the ring or pissing people off on the internet or selling a lot of t-shirts on pro wrestling tees and now incorporating her. I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm not guaranteeing that I'm going to go down as his wrestling god, but I'm going to die trying. Chelsea, how do you feel like, how do you feel about the fact that he just referred to you as her? Yeah, and also everything that he does on the internet is fucking stressful. It is stressful. I already get ripped to shreds and then I have to deal with this guy going and going off the rails on Twitter daily. Oh boy, there's our cat. It's all right. So why is it but why is it stressful for you? Um, I mean it's stressful because I, look, I'm I'm all for the hate. Because I really feel like that hate is them following me, them loving me, them uh, like they, they're fans, right? But there's this line and a lot of people cross this line. 
that that us as wrestlers put out there. I can understand that. Now, I think Matt crossed the line, Bully, because you actually brought this up to me <laughs> earlier in the week because I was on vacation. I'm in Cape Cod with my wife, and then there's a picture of me on the phone. Oh, the God. reason why I'm on the phone is because I'm tweeting at Matt Cardona because this son of a bitch is talking shit about Jersey. So I'm like, all right, I got to <laughs> jump in on this conference. So here I am on vacation, bully, with my wife, knowing my wife is going to get pissed off at me for being on the fucking phone, which I'm on 24-7 anyway. And I promised her I wouldn't go on the phone, but I saw that fucking tweet about New Jersey. I had to jump in, and then he makes... Then he makes a fucking Bon Jovi reference on top of that. Like, I'm in Cape Cod on vacation, and this guy is pissing me off, Bully. Bully, we're and, New Yorkers, baby. We, I, I don't know oh, about you. I enough with the New York shit. Enough with the New York shit. I hate Jersey. Just She experienced it driving from New York to Atlantic City. Oh, my God. Atlantic City. What trash, huh? Disgusting. Broken down casinos. There's, like, broken down, like, gas stations and stores. Horrible. And then, ugh. Disgusting. I never want to go back. He's talking about your hometown, Dave. Dude, He's Jersey's about your home the state. most beautiful. Jersey is the most beautiful state that there is in this great country, Matt. Now, maybe if you opened up your eyes a little bit and stopped being so prejudiced towards New Jersey, you New Yorkers, <laughs> New you New Yorkers are all the same. You think you're up here on top. You look down on everybody else. It's unbelievable. Oh, he, that's, he's the true. Inter- he, that's true. That's he's the true. internet that's champion. He is on top. <laughs> that, <laughs> No, but you know what, man? I gotta get, but I gotta give you props. And seriously, you have all my respect, and should have the respect of every single wrestling fan, because you changed the perception of how people thought of you. You did it with Gage. You definitely did it with Gage. My goodness! And now you did it again. You're like, all right, everybody's talking about Effie. There's a buzz about Effie. He's the internet champion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that away from him and show these wrestlers like you. You're killing it, right? As much as I dislike you, and I do dislike you, I have to give you the respect that you deserve because you're doing it. You've everything that you said on this show before you actually did it, you went out and did. Well, I appreciate that. And the best part of this is that not everybody hates me. It's just this GCW universe, you know. I can do this this rabid GCW crowd on a Friday where people are flipping me off and, and saying all these horrible things. And then the next night, I can be in West Virginia, be this white meat baby face. The heel rolls out. I go, chicken, chicken. And the fans love it. It's, I, I get yeah. to play all these different parts and I'm having the time of my life. It's great. Uh, Chelsea, um, I saw a video on the old Twitter machine of you in the pool and Matt videotaping you. You're talking about this girl, Allie Catch. Where's the heat? I mean, there was a lot of shit talking going on. What's going on between you and Allie? Look, I don't know what's going on. I don't even know who this chick is. Um, I, I, I did catch a quick little, um, oh, 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 quick um, a little moment uh, between Effie and Allie while I was sitting watching my man wrestle, <laughs> um, where Effie hit her with a chair. That's all I know about her. So I don't know where she gets off coming at me and and wanting to have this match with me. But I've never been one to back down. So I will absolutely head to GCW with my gear and lace up and, and get in the ring with her. That's what she wants. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, getting hit in the head with a chair, uh, Cardona, you cranked Effie <laughs> with that chair shot to the head. Um, I love it. I have no problem with it. Do you, do you, obviously you didn't have a problem with it. 
concerned with any of the backlash that comes with that kind of stuff these days? Listen, I mean, there's going to be backlash if I say I'm drinking tea instead of coffee, right, these days, right? I'm in the ring. I'm in the moment. I got the steel chair. I hit him in the back, and then this guy gets on his knees and basically says, come on. So, like, he obviously wants it. I'm not going to disappoint him. I'm not going to disappoint the fans, so screw it. You know, if there's going to be backlash, I get it. Like I said, there's backlash for everything you do or don't do these days. So it comes to the territory, unfortunately. But yeah, like, listen, if, if he wasn't saying, come on, he's literally begging me to hit him in the face with a chair. So what was I going to do, hit him in the belly button? Come on. Yeah. Now, you said something interesting, and this is a question for both for both of you, is about social media and Twitter and everything else. Like, you know, do you get concerned, like, or should you get concerned? Like, when you go into something, are you thinking about, all right, how is the Twitter universe going to think of this? Or are you blind to that? Or does it matter? I mean, it's just I know, so interesting. I know that Matt is, I already know he's going to say he doesn't care. He doesn't fucking care. And I get that. But I never thought I was sensitive. But in this weird cancel culture world, yes, you do have to think for just a fucking split second is this going to ruin my entire career? Because we've seen that. In 2020, we saw people lost not only their jobs, they lost their partners, they lost their homes, they lost any opportunity to be in the entertainment industry. And that's real. That's not fucking just fake Twitter world. That is absolutely their real life. Perception is reality on Twitter. And so you have to be so careful, do what you want to do, but you just, I feel like you just have to give it that extra thought now in 2021, like, will this ruin my whole fucking life? But you said something too about like being sensitive. Cause that, that's something I can relate to. Cause I'm actually Besides, you know, it bullies hardened me up over the last couple of years, but I ultimately at, at my heart, I'm a sensitive person. Yeah. So you, I could see, uh, I could see hundreds of tweets that say, man, great show today. But the one that says, boy, you fucking suck. That's the one that's going to bother me for the rest of the night. And somehow, some way I have to get over that, which I haven't been able to do. And I know <laughs> as when you're in the spot, no, but I think like, and it, you know, when you're in the spotlight and you're a quote unquote celebrity, this is something that you have to deal with because it's not just like a bad review in a newspaper or a magazine. It's instant on your phone right after the moment. Is that something that you kind of have to captain through during 2021? I, I think so, because I, I say this a lot. Like if I was a kid and I wanted to tell the repo man that he sucked, I'd have to write a letter, send it to Titan Towers. Yeah. Maybe they'd give it to the repo man. Maybe he would read it. Now, if they want to tell me that I suck or you that you suck or you that you suck, they just open up their phone. And yes, I'll probably see it in seconds, if not minutes. So it's just, we're so accessible and that's a good thing and a bad thing. You know, I think there's a difference between uh, critiques and criticism and flat out trolling and negativity. And you need to personally just read between those lines yourself. But that's hard. Like you said, that's very hard. And, and we are, we're humans. And so of course, when we see that one negative comment, that's going to get to us. It's just a matter of what way you respond. Do you respond? Well, he fucking responds. I try not to respond. He'll always respond. So this question is for the both of you then when it comes to sending out a tweet or responding to a negative tweet, how many times have you actually had a tweet ready to go but then deleted it? Because oh, every every day. 
fully every day, if not 10 times a day. I actually, it is 11-11. I have already deleted one tweet to an NXT star today. Okay? Let me just say that. Ooh, I have already deleted one right tweet. Wait, 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 wait. Did you send the tweet out and delete it or, or did you no. just erase it? No, that's one thing that Matt has taught me. You can't be a tweeter and deleter. No, it lives forever. If you tweet it, keep it up because it's there. It yeah. It's worse if you delete it. If it's out there, just keep it. Once you delete it, it's the news that, oh my yes. God, they deleted this tweet. I agree with that. It's, yeah. it's scary when you think about it. But you also said, and, and this is a word, unfortunately, in the world of pro wrestling, we don't hear a lot about and that's fun. You said you're having fun. You get, you like you said, in West Virginia, you could be one character. In New Jersey, you're another character. Are you both having fun right now? And what's it like, you know, being in a relationship when you both do the same thing? I feel like I was really, really lucky for the first uh, four years of my career to have fun. Like, Impact gave me that platform to have fun. But I feel like this is the first time that Matt has truly been able to explore other sides of him. And so that's like a whole different fun that he's able to have. And then us being able to kind of dabble in doing stuff together. What do you think? Yeah. And listen, people are going to take this the wrong way. And I don't care because it's the way I feel. I. Listen, money is important, right? We all need money to live. I need it to, 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 to you know, to get the pool clean, to, to pay for my dog's food. But I think success should be defined by happiness and not money. So am I making the most money I've ever made in my career right now? No. Am I the happiest? Yes. Am I the most creatively fulfilled? Yes. But on the flip side, I also think I'm like, have some of the most buzz I've ever had, which I, so I'm going to be the most successful, which will lead to more money. So I'm just worried about like, I'm not going to the bank to how many how much money do I have this month? I'm like, how much fun am I having? You know, cause you, I hate using the term YOLO, but you only live once. You only have one career. I don't, I want to right now, just do whatever I can to just have fun and, and make the fans, whether they want to love me or hate me. I just want to leave my mark in this industry. I don't want to just be a guy who wrestles. I, I agree with the money and the happiness, but you're probably still riding that wave and will ride the wave of the WWE money for a long time, which uh, which uh, affords you the luxury of not having to worry about the money so much right now. But eventually things ba balance out, and the fun and the, the, the happiness and the money have to go hand in hand. At the end of the day, sure. it's a business. You, you know, you're, you're in action figures, and you know what it's like to spend a lot of money on action figures. So you're going to have to make that money. If you're going to get glass picked out of your back, Two weeks later, you better get fucking paid for it. Oh, bro, Bubba, a hundred percent. And listen, the the time I spent in WWE, you're right. I'm so grateful for that time because it allowed me, you know, for instance, during the pandemic where there were no shows going on, I didn't have to worry about money because I had built this this name where I was able to do a podcast about wrestling figures. If I didn't, if I wasn't from WWE, who would want to listen to that? You know what I'm saying? So I'm so grateful for that. And you're absolutely right, Bubba. Like money is important. I'm not saying it's not important. What I'm saying is like, listen, I'm going out and I'm, I'm doing very, very well right now. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not like not making any money or doing shows for free. I'm certainly not saying that. What I'm saying is like, maybe like I'm not making at the end of the year when I go to my accountant, maybe I didn't make the most money that year or this year, but I think I'm doing more for my career than I have done in 10 years. And I think I'm also having the most fun, which is important to me. And you probably uh, have talking more about downtime GCW too. For one... probably... uh, yeah, I mean, there's there is downtime, talking... but like my schedule is pretty 
packed up. I, I have something every weekend. Then, like I said, we have the podcast. So, like, I feel like I'm working seven days a week. But in theory, is it really work, Bubba? Because we're I'm talking about toys and I'm wrestling. I'm doing the two things I love. You know. I, I totally understand that point of view that you're coming from. Uh, back to GCW for one second. Chelsea, you've seen what Matt is willing to put himself through right now to get the world talking about him. Um, what about yourself? You got this match that will potentially be coming up with this with Ali. Are you willing to put your body on the line like Matt has done in these, you know, hardcore type matches? I mean, absolutely. I do feel like in this industry right now it's all about that little bit of buzz that you get this do something crazy and put a gif on twitter and get you know internet fame um and bookings come from that so i'm absolutely willing to do that not only that but matt has built an uh very successful name for himself at gcw and um that's something that i have to now uphold uh you know i can't i can't go and embarrass the two of us were a team now, so I need to go and do whatever I can to win that match, and, and that's what I'm I'm going to do absolutely. Uh, and 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 you know what? That's what you need to do. And has it has that always been your attitude, or has recent events changed your attitude a little bit? Uh, no, I feel like I've always had that attitude. I definitely lost. I lost that that kind of like passion and the confidence for a couple of years when I was signed. But before that, this is exactly the same thing I was doing before. I was trying to make moments for myself and those moments translate over to social media and, and to the dirt sheets. And, and then the fans think that you're a star when you might not have done anything. I did nothing as the, the impact knockouts champion. I did diddly fucking squat, but people were always talking about the moments I had as the hot mess. And then I went to Lucha Underground and I did two weeks there. I did a total of four days and people still talk about the match that I had with Pentagon. Like it doesn't matter if you do 10 years or two days, you just have to make a moment of that time that you have in the ring. When you're in a relationship in the wrestling business, wrestling becomes what revolves around you 24 seven. And now with social media, it's constantly in front of our faces. Do you guys make a, you know, an effort to not discuss wrestling or just do things together where wrestling isn't even uh, a thought? Do you have that going on in your lives? Yeah, we do not. We didn't, we did not base this relationship off of wrestling. Not even from the start. We did not talk about wrestling probably for the first two years. Yeah. And you know, now it's a little different because you know, now we're going to be, we're involved in impact together, uh, GCW. So we are going to have to talk about it more often and listen, it's fine. I don't mind you know, traveling with my hot fiance on the road. <laughs> it's not, it's not, the, it's not the, the end of the world. And, you know, we, we both like going to the gym. We both like eating healthy. We both like, so it's going to be okay. Uh, but right now with like GCW, I, I, the other night when I was out there in Atlantic City, man, I, my, my ears were ringing because they were like just booing me. So it was so much fun. I loved it. I can't, like Bubba, you had years of that, you know, so I can only imagine. And then, now that we're going to be at Hammerstein Ballroom, oh, my God, I pray that they give me a microphone, you know, because, like, I just want to feel that. I had goosebumps right now just talking about it, you know, because I went to uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom one time. Uh, Mikey Whipwreck, he brought me backstage to One Night Stand, uh, the first one. And there, there was no backstage, so I watched it from the crowd, just standing up. Uh, an 18-year-old or 19-year-old kid just, like, in awe. And you guys killed it, you know, in the main event. And, like, 
I, I just want to be there in that building. I never really thought I'd have that opportunity. And, you know, things just kind of fall into place. You know, now I'm in GCW. They announced that they're coming to Hammerstein. I'm the biggest heel in GCW. Like, I know I'm going to be on the show. Just what am I doing? And now that she's going to be involved too, man, it's going to be a special, special night. I do love that we get to do things together. I'm happy we get to do things together. But it's a learning experience because for our entire relationship, we have been ships passing in the night. We've never... And we've never been at the same place at the same time, really. So it is definitely, we're learning as we go, you know, and we're trying to figure out who we are now as a couple because we're very, very different wrestlers. Hey, everyone. It's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Feed the Noise podcast. From Monday through Friday, catch me and the good sir, Nate Lundy, as we take you through each day's best sports betting opportunities. Whether we're talking spreads, totals, props, or anything else, we will do our Fade 5 to give you the knowledge and confidence to place your bets. Always remember, fade or follow, that's up to you. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for both subscribers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Cody Rhodes. Cody, good morning to you. Oh, good good morning, and, and thank you for playing me in with, with the sweet the sweet John Williams soundtrack that just is so important to those movies. Oh, I, today's a good day. I, I think 
I think I can officially announce big kind of breaking news. I, I'd like to bury the hatchet, uh, Mr. LaGreca. I think it's time. I, I, uh, I don't want to be enemies anymore. I, I don't think I want to be enemies anymore. I, I, wow. listen, I, I don't want to be, first of all, is this really Cody Rhodes? Uh, so, that's the, the olive so here's branch the of friendship. It's I'm a, I'm a father now yeah. and, and I can't have these old grudges, but I'm a pretty petty guy and, and bully knows I'm, I'm one of the pettiest people you'll ever meet. So my attention has now shifted to, I love bully. I'll always respect love bully um because he's a wrestler talking about wrestling versus you know like just a rando uh i love bully uh i love i i don't well i i i have you know i want to bury the hatchet with you but then there's another person in your world now who showed up at AEW the other day went to the bar after the show big jovial after party and everyone's making the rounds, and I felt real good because all the talent yeah. come up to me. I'm very rarely at the after party and say nice things, and it makes me feel big, and my ego fills up. This individual who works for Busted Open didn't even say hello to me. Didn't say hello. Wow. So now that is that's where I'm a little upset with the Busted Open crew. I believe her name is Gabby. I yes. believe her name is Gabby. Can you confirm? Uh, yes, it's Gabby, and and Bully will confirm this. Um, when you're a part of a show like Busted Open and the success that we've had, there's people that work behind the scenes that I guess, and this probably happens in the world of wrestling. I think the term is Hollywood. You know, kind of go Hollywood. Our very own mm. Gabby has gone Hollywood, so she's big time now. So it, it yeah. It surprises she, me, but it doesn't shock me that she no-sold you the other night. Well, well, I mean, and, and like I assume the reason I was like, oh, I wonder why she didn't say hello. I assume well, you're getting ready to probably get out of this game. You know, like you're, you know, how much how much longer are people going to want to listen to you? You know, and then you've got you've got Gabby this young and up and coming and, and you know, to kind of a different perspective, probably a, a more appropriate perspective to wrestling than yours. I assume she was kind of your protege, your Padawan, you know, if we're getting a little callback here to, to the, to, to the wars, to star Wars. But yeah, then she didn't say hello. And I don't know. I don't know where things are at. Is she on this call right now? Yeah, she's now, actually now here. Gabby. Hold on. Okay. This is where the heat is shifting in the show right now. Cody no longer has heat with LaGreca. Now. Co no, actually LaGreca no longer has heat with Cody. Now Gabby has heat with Cody, and I'd like to welcome into the show right now, Gabby. Gabby, did you hear what Cody had to say? You big leagued him. I don't know what he's talking about. Hello, sir. Nice to meet you. Cordially, I've never met you before. Well, actually, I'm... you could have, but you decided you could have not to met me. You were you were six feet you were six feet away, buying shots for everybody, and Listen. you busted open, busted open, and then you just never said hi. I don't mean to come have this come off this way. I don't remember seeing you that night. So oh. I don't know if it was one of those things. Yeah. Hey, Gab. Um, hey, Gab. But like also, too, I'm a very welcoming person. You could have came up to me and said hello. Um, I don't I don't know. I, it's weird. Gabby, listen, I, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But. 
I think we're going to have to ban you. I think we're going to have to ban you. <laughs> oh, what is Gabby going to do in a free time if she's banned I, from AEW? I think we're going to have to ban you. And I listen, I know, I know Mark Henry's out there listening and Tony Khan, who's become a huge part of you guys show. I'm sure they're thinking right now, Oh, we're going to unban her. But I'm right now. I think, I think we're, 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 we're bordering a ban. We're bordering it. And I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to have that, that strife between, I think we need to start over and I don't, I don't know, Gabby, what do you, what do you recommend to improve this relationship? Wait, wait a second, Cody. I'm sorry, but Gabby, can I jump in for a second? You know, because I am the creator and founder of this show. But, you know, now that you are a father to your beautiful daughter, Liberty, and I'm a father as well, can I give you some fatherly advice? Uh, you can say it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, because I, think it, you, you, because I yeah. think it works in this situation, Cody. Like the last thing you want to do is enable. All right. I've been accused of enabling my daughters at times, you know, let them get away mm. with something. You shouldn't do that in this circumstance. I think you really not need to lay down the law here so that she learns from her mistake. Yeah. She big timed you. She disrespected you. And you've done a lot. Please. You've extended you you and hey. AEW have extended a welcoming and helping hand to Gabby in the past. And yeah. when she had the opportunity to say not even that she could have said thank you, but not even a hell no. Well, I think she needs to learn her lesson here. Le, That's my le, take. Le, Lagurka, I appreciate it all. Let me. Look, it's let me Lagreca. It's, I know I'm a rando, yes. but it's Lagreca. No, it's a dog. It's it's. Okay. I, anyways, Gabby, <laughs> how about this? Yes. Just and I'm not looking for the the the. This is not a trap question. This is more of just this will help me decide how we can move forward. Uh, who is your favorite wrestler at AEW? Oh, oh, I can answer. I can answer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we know it's not Cody Rhodes. <laughs> no, he's, he's gone to Hollywood. I can't pick Cody Rhodes. Oh, my oh. gosh. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Wait a second here. Gabby, Gabby, can I? We please? had Arn. Arn is right. What do you Gabby, want me to say? Gabby, Arn, take it easy. Just, take it easy. Just just tell Arn. Arn is, all, you know, Arn is entitled to say what he wants. He said what he wanted on your show. He's He's done some wild things in the past few weeks that I'll never forget. Uh, just who is it? Who's your favorite wrestler? I feel like if I mention it to you, it's going to end up being bad for me in some way or another. I think, I think honesty is the best wrestler? approach with anything. I love everyone. I don't really... Uh, it's hard to have uh, a favorite. It okay, is. Tommy. Okay. okay, Tommy. I'll say, I will say I love Britt Baker. Oh, that was a okay. That choice threw you off. I know that. You know what? That's a pretty neutral choice. Yep. Uh, yeah, I will think. Let's just keep things kind of on the bubble uh, at the moment. Then, so Gabby, it was so nice to meet you. And <laughs> and Cody, yeah, can I and, can I ask you something? Of course, it's you guys' show. I definitely fire away. So I think so. I don't know if you know this. I have a segment every Friday, and I've been talking about roads to the top every Friday because I cover yeah. the reality series. I love roads to the top, by the way. And thank you. Thank you. No, it's fine. Uh, you're part of it. So that's great. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I said first week, my MVP was teal. And then, you know, last week, my MVP was Brandy because mm. she had to deal with the fact, you know, you forgot 
her bed on the tour bus. I kind of said I was disappointed in you. I think a little bit of your anger towards me is the fact that like, I haven't had a week where I've praised you on Rose the Tough because you kind of disappointed me last week. I think, you know, Brandy was the MVP. Teal's doing amazing. I'm waiting for that moment where I'm like, Cody was my MVP this week. And I think you're a little mad at me about it. All right. I'll go ahead and, and be honest. I appreciate your covering of Rose to the Top which is coming Saturday after Dynamite, and specifically the episode that's coming Saturday, I think for sure, for sure, I will get out of that episode with with being your MVP. This The episode that's coming up on Saturday, it's only one episode this week, is my favorite episode that we did. It is, if for, for personal reasons, it's like this ultimate home movie I'll have forever, but also there's a story involving Arn, involving Brock, and just a tale of legacy that, oh, I, if I don't come out, your MVP then we were going to have to have a, a whole different discussion. I think I will, though. I'm very confident, and I appreciate you covering Rose at the Top because you are right, and I, I was very trepidatious about doing a reality show. It is not my world. It is not. I was very trepidatious about it. I have dug how everything has been presented and how authentic it has been and the behind-the-scenes nature of AEW. So, yeah, thank you for covering it. But I will be your MVP. I promise. Well, see, I, you dis- I was disappointed. I have a question. What does trepidatious mean? Oh, God, yeah. Damn. What does trepidatious mean? I'm joking. Cody, um, talk about uh, – and, and, and Gabby does do a phenomenal job every Friday to talk about uh, roads to the top. How has it been for you? Because this is, this is really a reality show. No disrespect to Ms. and Mrs., which is more played out like a sitcom – than a day-to-day reality show. What has it been like for you to have that camera in your face almost 24-7? That's very, I mean, I, I mean, no disrespect to Shed Media or to our friends at Warner Media, but it's very annoying. Um, <laughs> and, and, and and the annoyance of it, it's a great, it's a great complaint to have that these people want to document the this company as it grows and they want to document our family as it grows. Uh, but, it did get to the point where some of the reasons I think the show is really quality is it got to the point where many times I said, Hey guys, I'll wear this mic and you can follow me with that camera, but don't stage anything. Don't ask me to repeat something. Don't ask me to frame something up. Just film. If you just film, you'll be very happy with uh, ultimately what you get. And that again, uh, I think that's been a, uh, that's a great complaint to have that they were very annoying. They were very persistent. Um, they, they did, they did, you know, their best in terms of being back of house at AEW. That crew, uh, that crew learned a lot about wrestling. They certainly did. They got up, uh, up close and personal to the build to or to the pay-per-view, the highs and lows of that build. And, uh, yeah, no, that, that's annoying, annoying. And I'm ready to be annoyed again because, uh, because it was fun and seeing the show and I, you know, my, my kind of response in the wrestling community right now is, is very polarizing. A lot of booze, there's some cheers, booze, cheers, whatever it may be. It also depends a lot on the market you're in. But when it comes to Roads to the Top, I'm very excited. And I know when it's on because everything on my phone is just positive. People really enjoying the show. And again, it's a side of me that I, I didn't think people would ever see. But now they are seeing it and I'm, I'm all in on it. So, yeah. Cody, uh, you mentioned the word annoyed, and I'm kind of reading between the lines on what's going on with you and Arn. 
and he seems really annoyed with you. Can you kind of mm-hmm. take us a little bit behind the curtain? Like the conversations that we don't get to hear and we don't get to see. Where is the why is Arn so annoyed with you right now? Well, I, I think the pattern of, of, of Arn in my relationship from the time I started really kind of working under him in 2007 to him coaching me now is I, I think that student-teacher dynamic in my mind had shifted a little bit, not where I was the teacher, but where I was in a different position. And, you know, I, I was the one who asked Arn to have the play card. I was the one who put him in the Mike Ditka look for him as the coach, which he did like, but I could also see that's not really – what Arn Anderson does. And when you have Arn Anderson sitting in a chair in the corner of your locker room and you're talking about how you're going to do this and it will be awesome and how you're going to do this and the crowd's going to react, it's almost insulting to somebody like Arn because he would he would actually know. He, he actually lived and breathed this. There's that clip of him and Dusty and Ronnie Garvin and Flair where the entire crowd is in a near riot over the, you know, the good guys prevailing. He lived this, and sometimes I think I forget to ask Arn, hey, what do you think? Sometimes I, I probably neglected Arn to a degree, especially uh, when I went to film the second season to go Big Show, where I assume he got the Hollywood line from, um, which is a kick in the nuts for sure. But I think it's all, you know, if I'm being self-aware and transparent, I don't think Arn is wrong. I don't think he's entirely right either, but I think this is a time in his career with me where I'm going to let him lead um, this weekend. Uh, we're doing something fun on, on Dynamite, according to him, something fun. I'm going to let him lead, and uh, and he's the coach, and I'll let him coach. I think that, that's when our relationship was at its best, when he was coaching and I, I was listening. You, know, you were saying about some of the boos, and you said something interesting too that kind of reminds me of – the Sting Flair feud back in the day. If you saw it at the Greensboro Coliseum, Sting would be getting cheered. But if you went to the Meadowlands in New Jersey, you know, Sting would be getting booed and Flair would be getting cheered. Uh, do you feel like that's some of what's going on with you? There are certain areas that are always going to be Cody supporters. And like, for example, New York, New Jersey, that might boo you. Like, do you have that perception now that you're a father and that you are a corporate executive and you do have the reality show? There are going to be certain fan bases that will boo you. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the I'm of the outlook that if you pay your money to attend the show, if you give us your attention to watch the show, you do whatever you want. I think uh, our competition in, in the wrestling space, one of the things that has hurt them is their inability to hear. Um, if you're a wrestler in the ring, again, uh, Bully would know because he's an actual wrestler talking about wrestling. Uh, if you're a wrestler in the ring, you can you can hear. And if you don't hear, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing the whole card a disservice. You're doing the match you're in a disservice. Uh, I, I can hear. Uh, but I also play, I play chess, not checkers. So I think it's fun to speculate. And there's so much that we've seen in the past. Well, that's how this went. And that's how this could go. The challenge I'm facing and the direction I'm going is something that has never been done in wrestling before. There's tons of just old plays that we could run here. I'll kick this guy in the balls and sneer or abuse my EVP power. Very soapy, very soap opera, what I would just kind of call bullshit. Uh, And and I, I don't mean to say it that hard but the challenge for me now is to to go a direction that perhaps no wrestler has gone before um you know i don't come out of either tunnel and if that's the, probably the best way to put it um 
and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is the most fun I've ever had in my career um, has been navigating some of these new spaces. You know, for example, New York, where you've got 25,000 people and that reaction is a little different. Last week, I'm in the concourse doing a, a book drive for community outreach. And it's the opposite of that reaction in, in, in Philly and that beautiful feeling of, all right, these are my people. It, it depends. Some places I'll go, they'll be my people. Other places I go, they won't. But uh, that's, that's your right as a fan. Do what you want. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producers are Gabby Laspisa and Josh Friedman. Sound designed by Mary Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.